0: Gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats, children of all ages, I introduce you the future legend. He is the host of Let's Talk Podcast. The one, the only, I introduce you, FOLLUP! welcome to another episode of let's talk podcast i'm your host philip this is episode 140 and today we're going to give our thoughts on wonder woman 84 plus we will talk about other movies and tv shows. and i have a guest training me ryan welcome to the show man
1: hey what's going on phil thank you for having me man definitely appreciate being here
0: yeah no problem no problem thanks for having time to be on a podcast i'm doing all right how about you man
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm just chilling, watching some movies. You know how it is.
0: Yeah, I know. Especially we're in this still in this zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and <laughs> oh man, zombie apocalypse and try to survive the zombie apocalypse, but slowly it going back to normal, hopefully.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, definitely.
0: Yeah, knock on wood. But anyways, now Back on December 25th on Christmas Day, Wonder Woman 84 come out on some theaters that are open in some places. And plus on the HBO Max. And I watched it, I did I watch it twice, a couple times, and I was disappointed a little bit. Disappointed with, compared to the first one. I'm pretty disappointed because I have high expectation. What do you think what are your thoughts on that movie, Wonder Woman 84?
1: Yeah, dude. So originally when the movie was like announced i was obviously excited i was i wouldn't say i was a massive fan of the first one but i thought it was really good compared to what films came before it in 2017 and as the movie came along it kept getting delayed and delayed and this was even pre-covid 19 and it just started started to bother me that the film was already delayed half a year and then COVID hit which then delayed it till Christmas, pretty much, of 2020. And this, I absolutely hated this movie. I think this is like the second worst ranked film in the DCEU for me. And that's with Justice League 2017 in the mix.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, because, you know, I remember me and my friend were talking about uh, that Wonder Woman's, originally last year, supposed to come out last year in June. And I remember it was supposed to come out on my friend's birthday, actually. And I was like, we're planning to go see it. And at the time then, of course, like you mentioned, COVID hit, w- which all the movies being delayed, left and right, left and right. And Wonder Woman being delayed to Christmas. I was like, okay. And then then I was thinking of being on HBO Max. When, and let me ask you this. When they announced they could be on HBO Max, what are your thoughts about they putting it on the, on the streaming service?
1: Honestly, I couldn't be happier because I just wanted to see the movie at that point because we've just been in like such a superhero drought at that point. I mean, hell, we're about to go two years before we get another Marvel film. For crying out loud. So I was kind of having that superhero itch. And I don't know what was stopping them from just releasing it on HBO Max this entire time. Especially with the whole streaming wars and going on this whole time. And I thought Christmas was a perfect time. I mean, of course, I feel like they did it because I'm pretty sure Disney announced before them that Soul was going to go on Disney+. Plus. So leave it up to Warner Brothers to try and one-up Disney. But yeah, I definitely agree that it deserved to be on HBO Max.
0: Yeah. So you like the idea when WB Warner Brothers announced that all their moves coming on the streaming service this year that's coming out and plus on theaters. Because the, some people don't like it, especially, uh, what's his name? Christopher Nolan don't like the idea, this and that. What do yeah. you think?
1: Honestly. I'm for it. I'm one of the people that I don't believe that the cinema is going to die. I believe the cinema is going to be there because we all need a reason to still leave our houses. Um, Yeah this is definitely a a big phase that we're going to be going through. And I don't remember who it was. I think it might've been universal or Sony, but someone just signed like a 45. Oh no. I'm pretty sure it was Warner brothers. Yeah. It was WB who just signed a contract for having their movies starting in 2022, be in the theater for 45 days. And then it goes exclusively straight to streaming. And then, I think the DVD release comes out and the, uh, PVOD on like iTunes and stuff.
0: I didn't even know that. Wow. That's, that's actually news to me. <laughs> Where have I been? I must be in the audience. <laughs> <Yes. time. laughs>
1: no, I, yeah. I definitely with that move. I definitely think that they're trying to show, show us the audience that even though they pushed like all their 2021 slate into hbo max and theater um co-release that they're no matter what they're still staying true to the theatrical release which i do appreciate
0: yeah 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 i gotcha yeah now let's stay just wonder woman 84 (laughs) uh let's let's what's what let's talk about the pros what do you like about that movie
1: uh i definitely think the directing is just as good as the first one i've always get given the movie that regardless of how i feel about it overall it i really like the tone that patty put in and it's it fits very well into the original tone even though the first one was pretty much darker since it was world war one um -hmm. that's all that i I actually really like about it though dude i'm gonna be (laughs) honest
0: Okay, yeah, I got you. I got you. Do you like how she plays that character, that villain, Cheetah?
1: <sighs> Cheetah, man, <laughs> I I don't know where to start with Cheetah. First of all, they got Chris and Wig, which. In general, I'm not the biggest fan of. I don't think she's the worst actress in the world, but I don't think she's the best. She uh, she has some good roles, which I do agree, but overall, I just don't like her. So I thought it was just a weird choice to have her in the film on top of... Bro, it took them, I would say, up to DC Fandom, a few months before the movie came out to finally give us like some look at Cheetah. And dude, Cheetah design is just butt ugly in this film and it really just aggravates me because the entire movie the film's like two and a half two hours and 40 minutes long and they give me one like two and a half second or two and a half minute fight scene with her and Cheetah in the dark where you can't even see Cheetah flying around on fucking live wire and stuff like that and for the rest of the film I just get Kristen Wig being a fucking broody teen from uh Friday the 13th or some shit just being annoying all <laughs> over the film. Like I th- dude, it just uh, this film absolutely annoys me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> now let me ask you this. If you have it's up to you to choose who's the cast for Cheetah. who who you'd pick?
1: Man, honestly dude, that's a really tough one. I'm not really too known on the cheetah character and i don't feel like this movie really gave me anything other than i knew at that point but i'm also a really bad fancaster at the same time um (laughs) honestly dude i have no clue who could play cheetah probably some i i like when they take um professional athletes and put them in these type of roles um i know what people think about gina carano and all that happened but like for example when gina carano was in uh deadpool i thought like her what she did there was perfectly fine for what they needed and i feel like they should have gotten like some uh acrobatic gymnast chick to play cheetah i know i i just feels like it would have fit better than Kristen wake (laughs)
0: Yeah, I got you. I got you. And now let's talk about the cons. And I'm sure you got tons of cons. Cons <laughs> this movie, Wonder Woman. Eating for what, what's the cons that you don't like about this movie?
1: I think this is one of the most horribly paced superhero films that I, I had I have seen to date, dude. So, like you were saying, you've watched it a few times at this point. So I watched the movie on Christmas Day. Uh, it took me at least the entire day to get through through it. And then the next day, I'm just like, bro, maybe I was just like in a super bad mood. So I had nothing to do. I sat down, loaded up Wonder Woman 1984. As soon as the Themyscira scene fe- turned off, I fell asleep. Bro, oh, really? oh. I, I swear this film is so boring. Absolutely nothing happens. None of the characters are at all interesting i wish they went back to a bunch of the themiscira stuff because that is really a lot of stuff that worked in the first film it it's the first thing in this movie that i felt like worked and it's the only scene that i felt worked in this movie and that's the only thing in this film it's one themiscira scene and then that's it we don't see her mother hippolyta ever it's just like bro what the fuck you kind of just take the roots of what really made the first wonder woman film which i guess you can argue that was a quote-unquote origin film that's where she comes from of course you need that a lot and you can kind of stray away from it in the sequels but i feel like her whole character is the spirit and just patriotism it comes from being a themiscarian and i wish they leaned a little bit more on that but for some reason, this film decided to go in like 15 different directions when it comes to plot.
0: Yeah, because I remember when I watched it the first time, and I did watch it on Christmas Day, and I watched it on the Christmas Day, and I was like, boring, boring. I, I was being patient all that, and the, the pace was, like you mentioned, slow, and i like, uh, maybe I'll watch it again. And I did watch the one entire rest of my day, which I want my what, two hours light back. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then when I watch it again, the second time the next day or the following day, I can't remember when exactly, to give it, maybe give it another chance maybe. And then, oh no, this is not like the first one. And, yeah, I know the first one is the origin story, like you mentioned, but no. And I remember I told my friend who hadn't seen, he already seen it, but at the time he hadn't seen it, I told him this is not good as the first one. The first, this one is uh it's whatever i mean the pace i mean what happened to the what happened to this the, the, what the heck they're doing <laughs> i wish i wish it would be better i have high expectations maybe not as high as uh, some maybe some other people but i have was having hopes with this movie after the first one and no it's just disappointing and, and let me ask you this from great how do you grade this movie If you want to give that a
1: grade, oh yeah, let me pull up my phone real quick because I'm pretty sure I graded this on Letterboxd for this exact moment in my life. Dude, it's, I remember it being like stupidly low, like it's embarrassingly Mm -hmm. low. So, Wonder Woman, I gave it zero stars out of five. And for me, that's, I'm pretty sure that's just anything below a 60. Oh no, fifty four and below is a zero star for me. So I, dude, it's just a below, a, not even below average. I just straight up don't even think it's a good film.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got you. And I believe I read reports. They plan to make another Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, another Wonder Woman eighty four or something like that. You heard about that?
1: Yeah, I heard. That apparently, uh, after, um, what's her face does her squadron movie, Patty Jenkins. She wants to come back for a third Wonder Woman film on top of working on that Themyscira TV show, which I'm pretty I don't even know is still happening at this point. But honestly, the the biggest thing that gave me this problem is Patty Jenkins. So I, I decided to look this up after the film because I'm just like, how does the first film go from such good writing to this And it it boggled my mind. So I looked it up. So apparently Patty wrote this film and not the first one. And you can, you can notice the massive dip in story quality. And, that, that's when I'm just like, bro, it really bothers me because I really like her directing in this film. But man, her writing was not that strong to me. And it makes me even more nervous for that squadron Star Wars film she's doing because I don't remember if they said she's writing or directing it or one or the other. But if she's writing that film, man, dude, my hype would go way down compared to if she was just directing it. And if she does do the third one, I, I want her to stay on as director at least, but I don't want yeah. her to really dabble in the script. Yeah,
0: yeah. They should have that same person who write the first one. Why do you let her write the second one? You have a different writer. That doesn't make any uh whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so mad about it right now. Oh man.
1: Nah, dude, <laughs> this movie what is better. that type of movie. I, I get it. I get it
0: yeah oh man i mean i mean it could be worse as like twilight yeah that's my knock on it
1: <laughs> yeah but twilight, twilight i feel like twilight we can all just kind of laugh at but with this film it's just <laughs> dude this whole movie is just so cringeworthy to me i just cringe every time i watch like uh, a super emotional scene in the movie
0: yeah i agree i mean good and you mentioned it's you say it's second worst dc movie next to what mixed with uh
1: Justice, justice league movie, 2017. Not- yeah, 2017 yeah
0: the 2017 version 2000 and don't get me started with the 2017 version uh, yeah. <laughs> i I actually talk about that many times on my podcast yeah i mean and same with <laughs> superman versus batman don't get me started that too <laughs> but and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a while the dc boy my question is what is your favorite movie
1: damn okay so dude my favorite movie of all time is avengers infinity war okay okay that's that's a
0: good one
1: that's
0: good dude one. i enjoy that I'm...
1: i i uh, dude it's it's a film that i feel like i can always go back to i always just find something different about it that i love and yeah i know that it's not a perfect film and Realistically, I don't ever think there really is a a real uh perfect film because everyone everyone's subjective, no one is gonna be as perfect as someone else, you know what I mean? And but like this is something near and dear to my heart, dude. It's a film that has taken its time to build up, unlike certain properties. I'm not gonna name names, but I'm sure we can all guess it. But this feels like such a monumental film of 10 years worth of movies. And I think it was 19 or 20 films at the time before Endgame. I think Endgame was the 22nd or something. So 19th or 20th film Infinity War was. And it just felt like this massive 10-year buildup that you knew was finally going to get paid off in some way. And I feel like it was the first ever movie to really pull the trigger at the end and kind of give everyone that holy shit fuck moment. Cause dude, I, if I, if you ask me like one of some of my favorite film moments are sitting in a theater, it will be the last 45 or last hour of Avengers Endgame, And I will always say this snap because the amount of fucking outrage in my theater at 3am when that snap occurred was massively insane. It just shows you that, wow, this series was built up for 10 years and they really just swiped half the universe like that. And yeah, sure, we can all guess that, oh, they're coming back next year with the the follow-up film because they need to make more movies. They need to make money. That's just how it goes. But for the time it was in 2018, for comic book films being super oversaturated at the time, it just felt like a new comic book film was coming out every few months at that point, and they were just doubling on top of each other. It felt so fresh and new. To have a storyline like this so massive and cumulative leave on such a cliffhanger and make you guys want to come back and watch Captain Marvel. The next three films after that, I feel like is just monumentally insane on top of being able to write 64 main characters interwoven together in a two and a half hour story. That's fucking Mastercraft if I've ever seen it. Like, bro, writing a script with, like, 10 characters is, is difficult enough. But 64 main characters alone is just insane to me.
0: Yeah, I agree, I agree. I mean, Infinite War was just a masterpiece. I mean, even in-game, too. The way MCU were building the story for long period of time, because they have their, this plan, unlike, as you mentioned, Search Property, I'll, I'll mention it. DC. DC. <laughs> or let's face it, WB actually stayed on the prime <laughs> WB, nice going, WB. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, uh, and I enjoyed the infinity. I remember, and I watched it the first day when it first came out in the theaters. Me and my friend, and we were watching. It, and then when Spider-Man disappeared, people actually thought he died. <laughs> people were actually thought he's <laughs> that he's not coming back. I like even they know that they're planning to make the end game. Yeah, they there were like emotionally I like literally there were like some people in, the, in my theaters where emotion like tear up Spiderman, man you know we both know Spider-Man is the most popular icon. Here but he disappeared and some of the characters disappear. How about your theater? There there were there, like emotional show like tearful disappear.
1: That you just like hit the perfect note. This movie has like so many just awesome moments and that tear moment with Spider-Man and Tony Stark dude like I'm not a sucker for crying in the theater but like it made me choke up a little bit you know what I mean like like I said before we yeah. know he's coming back it's obvious but dude it just feels so raw and authentic and you could feel the the weight and gravitas of what just happened to them, because they're not used to losing like that, especially on the whole Peter Quill debate and something being right there, the victory and having it literally slip back in, into his hands last second—you feel that monumental loss in both of them, especially as he as he has his uh, adoptive son pretty much just dust away in in his arms.
0: Yeah, yeah, and oh man, and then and then of course you got Endgame. The end game. Uh, first off, this back that trip. The guy who plays Thanos, he was tremendous. Hell tremendous. yeah, tremendous. I get props, man. That was probably one of the best feel- feelings, or, or I should say, the best. How do I put this? Maybe the best role he played as a filling on uh, any comic book movie, next to Heath Ledger as a choker. What do you think?
1: no yeah i definitely agree uh thanos is definitely high up there in a villain ranking for me i feel like they added so much sympathy and human emotion into this character um it kind of reminded me of, of man of steel a little bit about um someone who's trying to save their planet by um eliminating by mass genocide and then eventually the the uh, prophecy that they said would happen came to terms and they're like the sole survivor. And then that's pretty much it. But um, I definitely think dude, he he's a super emotional villain, especially we've seen him over. I think the course of his first appearance was Avengers from Avengers on. We've been getting little hints and pieces of who this guy is. And unlike DC, they really built him up to be a threat. He's always been the guy in the background on top of the Infinity Stones, and we've known that for a while. We've seen him in Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, Avengers, and probably other projects that I'm forgetting about. But he's had his few moments before he even got his own two villainous movies. So from his opening monologue... You just feel the tone and you know this guy is here to just win and take what's rightfully his. Because we saw from the end of Avengers, um, not Infinity War, but Age of Ultron in the cutscene, he's tired of having people go out for these stones and doing it for him. And he's just getting ready to do this all himself. And you really get what he wants to do. Yes, he's killing a lot of people, but he's also trying to save his planet at the same time and they criticize him for that and then they all died you know what i mean and then he's just trying to do that for the universe and have everyone live in a harmonized type of world sort of like what we're seeing in falcon and the winter soldier with the the flag smasher gang going back to a borderless world i guess you can say thanos wanted a borderless galaxy yeah
0: yeah yep and now now, let me ask you
1: this. I already asked you, what's your favorite movie? What's your least favorite movie? Who? Least favorite movie? That's a really good question, man. Because even though I hate a lot of films, there's nothing I truly despise. But if there's something I do not really like, it's got to be the, um fuck, the tax collector dude from last year.
0: I haven't seen dude, that yet.
1: It's just so bad. It's directed and written by David Ayer from Suicide Squad. Dude, the movie is just horribly acted, awfully written. The pacing is bizarre. And the movie just absolutely makes no sense. And spoiler alert for anybody, I don't know who really cares about this film. But um, Shia LaBeouf gets his entire chest tattooed for him to be in the film 25 minutes. Wow. yeah really? yeah wow for that Dude, just just <laughs> for <laughs> that and david Ayer has like criticized so many people for coming at him about this film over twitter too saying that oh we just don't understand it he's he's grown up in the hood and stuff i'm just like bro relax it's just a film and we're criticizing it <laughs> <laughs> wow well we might be not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry man no, don't be- i
0: yeah i'm not i'm not
1: getting time it's not even Late like so sure. bad it's good it's just so bad
0: <laughs> is it that bad oh man oh man I, I got a list of movies i don't like and some of them you probably disagree like forrest gump yeah i'm i don't like forrest gump
1: yeah. man that's um, that's a <laughs> wild statement right there sir that's a wild statement yeah
0: yeah, I get teased by on a, on a, mes- a certain message board. i like, you don't like Forrest Gump? Are you on your mind? I mean, I don't like many of Tom Hanks. I, I'm not saying, I'm not knocking on Tom Hanks. He's a great, tremendous actor. But some of these, I'm not a big fan of his movies. I I do like some of his movies, though. Like Defend Code, Code, um, Castaway. Away. Uh, I know I'm missing other ones right now, top of my head. But, and then, but Forrest Gump, no. Uh, but I would choose Forrest Gump over Twilight.
1: <laughs> Dude, I feel like I, like I feel like Twilight's starting to reach that ultimate meme tier where it's kind of so bad that it's good at this point. <laughs> at this point,
0: yeah. Yeah, I remember when it first came out, my sister was loved that movie. because It was, you know, a big time, I guess, big time movie at the Bloodbuster movie at the time. And she was telling me about it, and then we watched it together when I mean, it was come on TV the like. Why am I like this Really?
1: Oh my God, dude. I mean, this is me. Yeah, dude. I remember when they were all, every film came out, dude. My, it's kind of like how I felt with the hunger games. I'm like, why, (laughs) why the fuck do we keep doing this to ourselves? Like they progressively get worse as the series goes on. Like, bro, no fucking teen PG 13 porno with vampires needs to go on (laughs) this long like please just shut it down yeah
0: oh man yeah just like just in it man come on i mean he's now let me ask you this what type of movies do you like to watch like action movies science fiction horrors those what what's your go-to type of movies that you love to watch so like
1: my whole like root of falling in love with movies and stuff like that is the horror genre. When I was growing up, dude, I was going to blockbuster every single day, planet Hollywood or um planet video trying to rent like some B list horror movie. Like, bro, I wasn't like too big into video games back then, but like I was going to blockbuster and going to every single horror video game. Like my, addiction for horror was so bad. Like I was, bro, I didn't even know what I was picking up sometimes. Like if I thought the title was so out there wild on top of the artwork, I'm just like, yep, I'm watching that. And like, I was nine, nine, 12 years old, dude, watching these R movies like Friday, the 13th, nightmare on Elm street. And then you've got Lake Placid, you've got, <laughs> Dude, there's just so many great horror movies. You got Into the Void. You got all the wrong turn films. And these aren't like the big, big film franchises that I'm talking about. Have you ever heard of the Hatchet trilogy? Like, I know many people probably haven't heard, but like, dude, my root is in horror films. But over the years, dude, Marvel has made me grown to love superhero films. Like, I absolutely wouldn't, don't know what I would do without superhero content in my life. Um, I, I, I know a lot of people take them as, like, popcorn films and stuff like that. And I agree if this was 2012, I feel like we've gotten to a point with um, these CBMs comic book movies where there's just so much rich lore in these. Like, they're getting to the point of Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones where... I, I don't want to go like that like grand scope, but like they're so deep. All the characters are getting so massively um relatable. And every film I feel like just has something for somebody. Like I that's why I love I'm just gonna keep saying Marvel and praising them so much. If we look at it, they have 23 films and they're finishing up their second TV series. Pretty soon. There's something for someone to love in 23 movies and two TV shows. I, you will never find a single person saying that they don't dislike every single film or they don't like every single film in the MCU. Like, I'll be honest. I don't love every MCU film, but I don't think any film is a, is an F. Like I, I think some films are. There's always something in each film That builds upon another. Like if we go back to 2008. And then look at the MCU now. Dude. They're they're so different. And it's just massive. It's weird growing up with such a big franchise like this dude. I feel like I'm in the Star Wars for my parents. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. You mentioned about horror movies. When you were used to watch horror movies when you were a kid, do you get scared
1: pretty easily? So, no. Ironically enough, I got more scared at Pirates of the Caribbean soundtracks than I did of horror movies. Wow. Yeah, dude. I don't know what it was. I always had this weird fascination with fear, I guess you can say. I like being surprised, but I don't like being surprised by someone just blasting a loud noise into me. You know what I mean? That Those are the type of horror films that I find cheap and just the typical PG-13. Oh, you can bring your girlfriend on a date to go see this film. Hey, someone's creeping around the corner. Next thing you know, they just blast a fucking bass into you. your Like, dude, you're not scaring me. You're just taking me by surprise by just blasting my eardrum out. I think that's why I love The Conjuring horror movies so much. Because I think what James Wan did with those films is, he, dude, that's just a Mastercraft horror at its finest. He draws it out, allowing the person to never know when the creature might hit. And sometimes the monster or spirit never hits at all. And I, I think he did that well with the Saw franchise. And, dude, the, I think the entire horror genre is just so versatile. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, got gotcha. And you mentioned Saw. Yeah, I know there's those uh gore type of movies. Saw and there's another one. Um it started with the H What's the name of it. Hostile, Hostile? yeah. Think it?
1: Hostile? Hostile. Hostile.
0: Yeah. I'm not too crazy about yeah, I'm not too crazy about it. I kinda get a little gross out, even though I get used to it after a little bit later, but I'm not too crazy about it. what do you think those type of
1: movies Um I actually really love the Saw franchise. I, I think the um Hostel franchise is just it, it is torture porn and you can say that about the Saw franchise which I'll I'll get to in a second. But this film just intention movie just feels like it was intentionally made just to show us people getting murdered in the most brutal grotesque ways possible with little to no character development, everything and everyone is just so paper thin in those films which is where I feel like Saw kind of divides itself. Um, I Saw's going on like its ninth film this year that was supposed to come out next year, last year, which I'm so excited for. But I feel like Saw's had eight films at this point going on its ninth. And it's made this kind of Saw cinematic universe, I guess you can say, with nine, nine films c- coming under its belt really soon, which is insane. But um, I feel like the first film builds on the intensity and questionability of how did you get here and really asks you what is your life really worth to you. Because at the end of the first film, you really see s- someone is willing to die just because they don't want to deal with the pain of cutting off their leg. And then you see the exact opposite, someone who has the strong will to survive. Um, and. I think the saw franchise has a lot more moral questioning at the center of it than Hostel does. Like I said, Hostel just feels very mean and cruel intentions, um, which goes for some people. I, I, that's more of an Eli Roth thing in general, I feel like, but I will agree over time. I would say like saw three and on did become more of a, of a, gruel sex fest i guess you can say um but i definitely think Mm -hmm. the story meaning and context was behind it because i did it like a youtube deep dive into the saw series and like those films are so much more well put together and connected than one might think just by watching them all back to back like you would have to do extensive research research to appreciate the continuity in between each film and the meaning behe- behind each trap that I don't blame a lot of people for not knowing. I kind of just went down like the rabbit hole of YouTube one day and found this all out that just gave me like a deeper appreciation for it.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll I give Saw so series a chance. I remember I only saw the first one. I didn't watch I think I did watch the second one. I think because I know they make so many, and I need to watch it. I know they have it on HBO Max in the series, yeah. which they should have that in the whole back series. so I need it. I'll, I'll 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 give it a shot, but I'm not watching the hospital that <laughs> <laughs> those kids frightening me. I mean, come on with the. Playing so- those soccer ball, I remember, and used the. I think if I remember correctly, they used that they cut the person' head off or there was something like that. Whatever, uh, <laughs> are, uh, that gave me nightmares. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't mess with kids. Man. But like, <laughs> dude, I, I was say, watching but... saw like fucking ten years old, dude. It was insane. Yeah. Oh yeah really? Yeah, dude. Oh, I, was wow. watch, I was watching I was watching stuff young, like huh? that pretty young. Like I, I had the stomach for it. Mm-hmm. Ironically enough.
0: Wow! Wow! Your and your parents don't mind you watching. Nah, no, it young? kept
1: me busy. It shut me up and kept me out of their hair. That's oh, all they cared about.
0: <laughs> oh man, my my parents like were strict when I was a kid. I I can't watch rated R movies until I can't <laughs> <order>. <laughs> or even or even PG well PG thirteen if I'm with the parents. But we <laughs> are no no. Even though I do watch some of it behind our back like Friday the Thirteenth, because sometimes they show yeah. up to me. And I was like, okay, so, you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, now, now, um, let's talk about a little bit about the MCU movie. What is your, what do you think is the weakest MCU movie or that you not a biggest fan so,
1: of? So let me go to my letterbox for this. My weakest MCU film. Oh man. I think it might be Captain Marvel if I remember correctly. No, it's actually, so my top three worst mcu films for me and last is thor the dark world iron man 2 and captain marvel
0: okay yeah dude. okay so, all
1: right okay yeah oh, no, so i didn't mean to interrupt you man <laughs> oh so, no, no, no yeah go ahead go ahead you're you're the
0: star of this thor, podcast.
1: <laughs> thor the dark world I don't, like I said, when it comes to Marvel films, I don't think any of them are F tier, but I definitely think Thor The Dark World is definitely D tier. I think they were still trying to figure out what they wanted to do with the Thor character. It They felt like it was very mixed on what they wanted to do. In his own films, he wasn't very charismatic. He was very straightforward mean grudging like very straight face get to work in business but then you see him in these avengers films and he's making like these quick smirks and comments and dude i'm like this dude's fucking funny like chris hemsworth is obviously a very funny guy after thor ragnarok but um i i just felt like they didn't let him explore thor and really d- dive into that character and really fit into it because i feel like that's the one they the studio kind of mendled with a little bit or if not they really just wanted to do a 360 on the character with um thor the dark do- uh thor ragnarok not thor the dark world and i just think the villains weren't very compelling the movie wasn't very good nice to look at i thought it was kind of an ugly movie overall i definitely think the relationship between him and jane wasn't the best in this film apparently uh, uh not apparently but especially from the first one i thought the relationship in the first one was pretty decent and i felt like it was a step backwards in this film and it felt like she was very just kind of tacked in by just making her a part of the infinity stone by making it combine with her uh and other than that Yeah, the movie just gave us another Loki death fake-out, which over time, I just got really tired of with that too, and... I'm pretty sure I just said the villain was pretty weak. Kate Dennings as Darcy is not the worst. I actually like her in the film. Ironically enough, I know that's like the biggest complaint for a lot of people, but overall, I just find it one of the more forgettable films. If you ask me like what the uh, Dark Elves were trying to do, man, I really don't remember. The action wasn't all that memorable. Um, The characters weren't that memorable. Yeah. and I'm pretty sure Darcy had, like, some boyfriend or something in that film. But, like, my point is, I, I don't really remember the film all too well. Luckily, I'm doing, like, a, an MCU rewatch. But that's definitely one I am dreading.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I, mean, I think any of the Thor movies, I not to disrespect um the actor who plays Thor, Chris, but it's just that it's not. Membro or something, like uh, some other MCU movies, you know, like Winter Soldier or the first Iron Man movie or whatever. And it's just like, uh, something, you know, I don't know. At the first Thor, I was like, I'm not crazy about. It. I don't hate it, but I'm not crazy about it. But so that's just me, basically, with the first one. um, I think there could be better. I mean, Iron Man 2, what was it? Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3? I think Iron Man 3, remember the whole... The, they were going to bring that one villain. Uh, what's that name? Oh, uh, that villain. They they messed oh, it up. It started with the M. I think it started with the M. Yeah, they were gonna be, and they screwed that up. in this, you don't get that on Iron Man three. I think they screwed up Iron Man three. That which I think is the worst in the Iron Man trilogy what you
1: think yeah so i definitely i i will be the first one to say this i think the thor trilogy is better than the uh iron man trilogy uh when it comes to iron man i don't like the second and third films i shouldn't say i don't like them but they're not the high highest up for me i think the uh second one like i said is the second to last and then The third one is like 18th or 19th on my ranking. Like they're, they're pretty up there. I don't really find, I can't find much to joy about them other than uh, Robert Downey Jr. himself. The first one's obviously an instant classic just because it, it was the start of the MCU. So many amazing memories and just having that man play Iron Man and having him be that role, dude. Wow. It's just super inspirational to see where he came from and, to see what he turned out to be and then with like thor i actually thought it was a decently solid first film it was a very comic booky first film and then it went back with the second film obviously i didn't like the second film but the third film really turned it around for me dude i fucking love thor ragnarok it's like the second or third in my ranking dude like, they did an absolute 180 with the character. They completely ditched his characteristics from, like, the first two and said, you know what, dude? Be fucking funny in improv. Bring, bring this fucking wacky nature of space into it and really explore this stuff and get away from all this... Um, odin stuff and stuff like that like because in this film they finally let odin die they they move on from that and now it's really just thor he doesn't have his dad he doesn't have his mother and he finds out he has a sister named hella like bro this film is easily super memorable it made thor an overpowered awesome avenger going into infinity war they gave him a lot more meaning going forward after this film and during this film too, I'd say um, the and they also put in a Planet Hulk story that I've been dying to see in live action since the Hulk debuted in the 2008 film.
0: Yeah, yeah, and remember the Fat Thor? In yeah, Endgame. <laughs> okay, so,
1: what you so about that, I know a lot Thor of one? people throw hate at at um thick Thor with three C's for kind of just playing off as like a comedic joke throughout the entire film. But dude, I think what Chris Hemsworth does with that role is something really emotional and distressing dude, because it's like, this is a man who just lost half his, half his uh, home planet, home population, his mother's dead, his father's dead, his brother's dead. And the last thing, he was able to do to stop the world or half the universe from disappearing and he fucked that up and he goes into this world of depression for five years straight dude blaming himself for not easily chopping off his head instead of just stabbing him through his um neck kind of like bro I can't even imagine what type of toll that would take on me. And yeah, dude, he's probably in so much pain that he's just laughing at that point. I think the best scene to show this is actually the first one of us introduced to Thick Thor of him talking about don't speak Thanos' name because hearing his name just puts him in that super depressive dark space that he might have try to overcome or that he uses the alcohol to overcome because he became a massive drinker and eater over this time to kind of cope with the pain that he couldn't deal do without it. So I think having that mixed performance just speaks to what the character has gone through. And yeah, I think some of the shit he does in the movie is funny as fuck, but you know, like through the laughter and the smile, is a character that's deeply hurting deep down.
0: Yeah, I, I, because, I, you know, it's like, it's, and he was, oh, in, in the psychology world, or what's the word, uh, he's, like, fucked up mentally-wise, mentally-wise, I mean, I've been through that, well, not in that kind of sense, but you get the point, <laughs> and, you know, and that's, and he was tremendous, and, and I, I'm surprised he wasn't nominated for the Oscar award for that for that scene uh, for that uh, in that movie Endgame and and let's talk to, talk a little bit about the Endgame. I was admit that I was tear up when Tony Stark died, though at the character. Dude, what, what about you?
1: I think I maybe cried twice in the movie theater. This was one of those times. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, like I said when we were talking about Infinity War, dude, this is eleven years of buildup 11 years of story finally coming to a conclusive end 23 movies or no 22 movies at this point 22 separate solo films and uh just avengers films and team-ups All come together. The fact that they did it so seamlessly, with yeah, they've had a a few flaws with like Spider Man Homecoming with messing up a few dates and stuff, but relatively the continuity has been there. They've not really messed up at all, or at least to the extent of DC has, with only at least nine fucking films under their belt. And to have this emotional arc from the man who started it to the man who saves half the universe or half the universe again, I guess you can say having that start in 2008 to the end in 2019, dude is serendipity to have them also say, I am Iron Man. The the one word that threw him to stardom in the first film is his last sentence to close him out. And I, th- I thought it was just super emotional And the entire 10 minute like funeral scene was just it it didn't make me cry the entire funeral scene, but it made me choke up. But the thing that really made me to like sob was the I love you 3000, man, that entire monologue that Tony recorded before they went time traveling for his daughter just in case he didn't make it back which ironically enough he did make it back but he died at the last second because they followed him back to this timeline so he never failed they just accidentally i forgot who it was but someone fucked up i think it was like Rody or no it was um nebula that gave him the serum and the the uh, information to go there but if it wasn't for that dude tony would have succeeded and seen his daughter And to say, I love you 3000 as a throwback to what his daughter said to him, uh, dude, it's just absolutely heartbreaking to know that he, she will always like have that memory and always have that Iron Man helmet to just replay that message.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I try I always try I try to hold my tears, man. It's really hard to hold my tears, man. man. I mean I was that like so many people it was like packed in the, in the, my theaters and I was with my friend, a couple of my friends, and I was like, I mean, oh man, I, I, I need to I'm trying not to cry out, man. I'm trying to not have a repetition to protect no. you now and whatever. I I can't I hard to cover up, man. Come on. And I mean I would expect someone to die because it's pretty much in get in, it's the end basically and i know because uh robert Downey his contract expires and same with chris evans and i was like oh man let's just i can't believe this is it because he was like you mentioned from the beginning you, you know from the beginning he's like robert Downey was like the heart and soul of those mcu movies yeah
1: that think? that was definitely scary uh definitely after endgame i would say more so i felt that after far from home or right before their Comic-Con panel that year of 2019. But that was something I was definitely nervous about because this whole entire time, the MCU was Robert Downey Jr., pretty much. He was the face of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He started it. He is Iron Man. He is the face. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you lose that face and you finally move on from that face? Because in Endgame, we lost three big hitters we lost captain america iron man and black widow and yeah black widow is coming out with their own solo film not talking about that but um dude it, it it was scary to to know that we weren't getting robert downey jr because of how heavily involved he was because dude was in like Every single MCU project, almost or at least hinted out in every MCU project, he helped build this foundation. To so see it continue on without him, just felt weird. I guess we could say rather than scared, because we don't know what the MCU future even holds. Still, to this point, we just got our real dose of MCU stuff after Endgame. Just really now, I mean, we did get a Spider-Man Home Far From Home. But that only did so much. But now we're really starting to get to the meat and the thick and the thin and the juices of what Endgame's ramifications really are. And now looking at their future... Yeah. I, I feel much better at seeing where the MCU is now compared to like, oh, man, I'm really nervous because at the time after Endgame, we didn't know about Fantastic Four. We didn't know about Blade. We didn't know about X. We didn't know about a lot of the stuff that we do now. So, and we didn't even know about the Disney Plus TV shows. So to, so to think about what, what was next, it was hard yeah. to really imagine because we couldn't imagine a world without Robert Downey Jr. in this Marvel universe.
0: Yeah, yeah. And now they're the MCU Trump for the next phase, which MCU movie or even TV series for that matter. Uh,
1: okay, so the most. movie I am looking forward to the most is Fantastic Four, dude. I love the Fantastic Four. I still like the first okay. two movies. I agree they're not very good, but they're they're comic book, they're comic book films. That's exactly what I would call them. They're super bright. They're super just fun. They're, they're not taken very seriously. You can kind of just put it on whenever you have nothing else to do. And I think relatively everyone's pretty much well casted in that film. I even like the Dr. Doom suit. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit. Yeah, I like the Dr. Doom suit. Oh, really? That's just me. And okay. to see what Fox did to them in 2015 was, dude, it was absolutely heartbreaking to see what happened with that film. And, and to know that. One, Marvel finally has the rights back to it. And two, that John Watts, the director of the Spider-Man trilogy, is directing the first film. My confidence is high. And with the MCU's track record, I honestly expect nothing but greatness with this project. But with the TV show side, man, dude, there's just so many TV MCU projects coming out. My two biggest ones I'm excited for are Secret Invasions and she hulk um she hulk has kind of always been like an underrated player for me i've always kind of liked her i don't think we've really seen too much of her even in like um i would say animated films animated projects and we haven't seen her in live action so i feel like she it's her due for that i'm really curious to see her and bruce's um connection in the mcu i know they're cousins in the comics but i just want to see how they play off each other in the mcu with the world that we're given and i love the hulk the hulk is like one of my favorite uh Mm -hmm. marvel characters on top of spider man so any type of new hulk is just something entertaining to me and secret invasions has samuel l motherfucking jackson fighting scrolls pretending to be avengers what's not to love about that because that's just an awesome storyline from the comic books to adapt and we're getting it in television form so we're not constricted to a two to two and a half hour runtime because i don't think they'd do a three hour movie for this
0: okay yeah okay okay yeah I, i'm looking forward to the doctor the other doctor strange movie the second one what the first and of course the She-Hulk as you mentioned and the Loki series and and the reboot of the blade movie. I'm very curious how they're gonna do that with that connect to this phase. And let's talk about the this a uh, uh, coming new phase. The last phase, Daniels, was the big bad wolf. And I have a question before about this. I'm gonna ask you who you think is so I big bad wolf think it's gonna be Kang the Conqueror.
1: Um I I know they've uh, already teased okay. him a little bit. Um, I forgot the dude's name, but he was from that one HBO show, Lovecraft Country and um the Five Bloods. But he's gonna play Kang the Conqueror in Anime 3 Quantumania, which I cannot wait for, by the way. But I definitely think they're gonna pull a Thanos with us. I think they're gonna start breadcrumbing him throughout the um the movies now. So if anyone needs like a little brief rundown, Kang the Conqueror is pretty much a time-traveling villain, which Connects and pretty much seems like the next step after Avengers Endgame since they just discovered uh, time travel. And what being in the quantum realm really means. So I think that Kang the Conqueror is just going to be sprinkled out throughout this film. I think he's going to be name dropped or he's going to be like this Dormammu type thing and come in at the last second. And then just go away and and then be in like post-credit scenes or something. Or like something like Guardians of the Galaxy did with Thanos. Come in for like a three-minute explanation scene and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. okay 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 uh i can't wait for when this next phase man um and being waiting for a couple <laughs> years thanks to COVID. oh god thank you COVID. and then of course you got that black widow coming yeah july 9th july. They, not since they pushed back again for the for the trillion <laughs> times and don't get me started with this whole access point on disney plus 30 bucks really Thirty bucks. I, first off, I paid yeah, less than thirty bucks. <laughs> I'm not paying more than. Uh, screw that, man. And hopefully by t- by then the theaters. Yeah, dude, the more. theaters I are do, open by me, so I'm
1: definitely seeing it in theaters. <laughs> oh, lucky you!
0: Oh, lucky my you theater's not even open yet. <laughs> uh, like, no, I hope it's. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not. It's not even open. I mean, we got a little bit better now with the cases going down everything but we still have not the theater still have not reopened and some stuff limit capacity restriction whatever um <laughs> government or politician <laughs> and but so hopefully by hopefully by july the theater will be open plus i'll get fat i plan to get fat vaccine hopefully i doesn't i don't become a credible <laughs> hulk because the military will come after me <laughs> that's insane but anyways now Let's talk
1: about the DC movie or DC EU, I should say. Which DCEU movie you like? Man, the DCEU, what's your favorite? man. So there's only two movies that <laughs> I really do like that I will always watch over and over again. That I really do feel like an edge. Okay. I want to watch a lot, and those two are Man of Steel and Shazam. Um, I absolutely love Man of Steel. Um, <laughs> I did a podcast on it a few weeks ago with a buddy of mine. And dude, I think it's it did the right amount of fan service kind of comic book stuff, but also giving us that grounded, realistic take, which I know a lot of people didn't like, but I appreciated what Zach was trying to do by trying to differentiate his comic book universe from Marvel. And I think that's a lot of the reason why I jumped on in the very beginning, jumped off after BBS for obvious reasons, but Man of Steel. I definitely liked his vision for I liked the tone of it. And then I felt like Shazam did the exact opposite. And that's exactly why I loved it. It was a it was a heart heartfelt film about family. It was bright. It was funny. It had a dude, it just had a great message about family. I absolutely love the film. It's just, it's just a fun movie to go back to. And it's a good it's a movie that I go back to when I want to feel good about family and shit like that you know what i mean like when i want my spirits up and plus it takes place around christmas so it's a christmas yeah. movie so finally,
0: yeah yeah i got you yeah alpha b still was great and yeah uh, the we don't know what to do it's with so
1: Superman.
0: sad hey <sighs> dude it's depressing. I mean, I mean, I thought Henry was great as Superman. Uh, he was. I thought I thought he was tremendous, man. And I I could probably give better ideas with Superman movie <laughs> than what you <laughs> W B. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe Bro, you a fucking of rock
1: could them the could of being a, how, fucking what, write a better what, Superman story. I'm pretty sure for Man of Steel than probably anything they're gonna create at this point.
0: Yeah. I agree, I agree, man. And now let me ask you this: what's the which DC or DCU movie
1: dislike? (sighs) I'm gonna go down the list real quick. So, there's two films that I'm indifferent on that I don't love, but I don't dislike at the same time. I, 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 it's between good and bad for me, and that's Birds of Prey and The Snyder Cut. Um, those, those two films I'm definitely indifferent on. I still haven't found a place, especially for Birds of Prey, a year later at this point. It's a very awkward film, but I do like it more than these other films. The other DCEU films, every other one of them is just absolutely... Actually, no. Wonder Woman 2. Wonder Woman's I, I I like too. So everything other than the five I just said. So Zack Snyder's Justice League, Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey, Man of Steel, and Shazam... I absolutely just hate and will never watch again. Um, Wonder Woman 1984, bro, I I can't tell y'all I'll ever watch it again because it's a a slugfest, bro. I literally have to mentally train myself to get through that film. It's pretty bad. I'll never watch the Justice League. I'll never watch Suicide Squad. Uh, Honestly, I'll probably watch BBS over again because I, I just can't comprehend why people adore that film. Dude, I can't. I can't either. I can't. It's (laughs) an aggravating movie. But not, dude. I think Wonder Woman 1984 is the most aggravating DCEU film for me.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Now, let me ask you this before we switch up to the TV shows. Give me your top. Yeah, give me top five favorite movies and top top movies,
1: five favorite movies. favorite movies. Avengers Endgame, no, no, sorry, Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Full Metal Jacket, Spider Man, um, Homecoming, and man, dude, this fifth one is, is gonna be a hard one, but you know what? I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is a great film. Um, five films that I truly hate. Uh, I think it's 2020's The Grudge movies, atrociously bad, absolutely awful. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 movie is atrociously awful. Uh, the Dwayne Johnson film, Rampage absolutely hate that film (sighs) i feel like there's just so many bad movies that i can name (laughs) it's just like how that it's so it's it's more easier to it's easier (laughs) to rank good movies than it is to rank bad movies because everything just seems so bad to me nowadays but um i'm trying to think i actually have to look at my letterbox because there's a movie that i saw recently that honestly just Tickled my pickle the wrong way, and you know what? I'm gonna say it. Captain Marvel. I fucking hate that movie. That's like Captain Marvel's awful. I think that was my fifth one, right? Okay, last oh, Okay, yeah. Fifth, yeah, I believe it's your fifth
0: one. Yeah, well, I feel, yeah, I believe you have the Yeah, twenty. on the fourth one
1: i think captain marvel is just so bad dude i I, I, I feel the same way about that movie that i do with wonder woman 1984 i tried watching it a second time dude it's just so boring
0: okay okay Okay. i gotcha i gotcha now let me ask you this and you, you see a lot of movies reboot many times reboot reboot which movies that decided to be reboot that has not
1: been rebooted? that's a good good question so i think the lethal French lethal weapon franchise should be rebooted um they they did do a, a soft reboot on oh, tv okay. that i thought was really fucking good the first two seasons were really good then the third season they lost the uh one of the main one of the main guys uh, they lost the guy who plays Riggs and the show went down drastically and just got cancelled after that. But I know they're making a fifth one that's in production right now I'm pretty sure. But man, I would really like to be a, see a rebooted version of Lethal Weapon in today's era. Sure. Okay,
0: okay. I'll give you one movie I would like to see I know there's rumors about it.
1: Yeah, um, they are yeah, making a movie on that, universe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they them. are. I think I think they got oh, Noah oh, Cent- oh, okay. Centineo so, okay. to play him. I'm okay, pretty okay, sure yeah. the dude from uh, Love Be My Always or whatever that Netflix movie is uh, to all the boys I ever loved or some shit like that. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Okay, yeah, I can't wait to see that. Yeah,
0: because I remember the the old movie He-Man from the 90s. I used to watch a bunch of time. And I used to watch a cartoon. <laughs> I even have the He-Man sword, by the way. <laughs> yes. you, to the, you know, the I'm the master of You know of what, universe, you
1: know what really yeah, needs yeah. to be rebooted, <laughs> good though? Time, though. Good time, man. Power Rangers. Dude, I'm, I'm so tired of my boys being d- done dirty. Oh, Power yeah. Rangers were my childhood show, dude. I love the Power Rangers. I was one of the people that heavily supported the 2017 one. I thought it was a really good character piece on them. And if we got a sequel, I definitely believe that would have been a much more uh, action-intense sequel. But I feel like for the one we got in 2017, bro, I really liked it, and I thought the casting was on point for that movie.
0: I agree. I agree. I, I did enjoy 2017 version, and, uh, and then they... I thought I know there were where there were you to play make it part two, but
1: they dude, they just not gave to up. Give it, they, they just said, Oh, we got bad reviews. They just dropped it in the trash can. Like, they did so many things right, they transitioned the characters so well into modern day. I really like how they made um Trin uh, into I don't know if they I don't know if it was bisexual or gay in the film, they never really clarified, but you know that she leaned more than just one way on towards men and then you have billy who's on the spectrum in this film um which is a nice a nice difference from billy who's also black in this film too which was really cool and they made um oh man what was the black ranger's name shit i can't remember his name but but they made they made him an Asian dude who's playing Liu Kang in the new Mortal Kombat, which I'm so excited for. And I feel like they really gave each character a much more emotional depth than anything before because every other interpretation was just like, oh man, each character is just really good looking and really perfect. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, definitely. And I
0: thought you mentioned Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat one of the movies I'm looking forward, which I'm this year. Oh, man, Mortal Kombat. I mean, I, I remember when they decided yes. to reboot Mortal Kombat, which it needs to reboot. <laughs> Don't get me started on with the nine. I mean, what the heck? You, why you make PG-13, first of all, in Mortal Kombat? Mortal, this is Mortal Kombat we we're talking about. You could at least wait, make it way to R. You make it PG-13? I was so mad. I was disappointed by with that. And then and when they plan to make it reboot, I saw the trailer that looks really good. So I have high hopes and more confident Sub Zero, which is my favorite character, by the way. And but and also of course, there's King Kong versus Godzilla, which is coming out next week on HBO Max And some theaters. What dude, what I'm
1: for the most super excited for Godzilla versus Kong next week. I can't wait to go to IMAX and watch that because it's open by me, and that movie deserves to be seen on IMAX before I watch it on HBO Max. Um, I, I'm so excited for Mortal Kombat 2 the first movie from 1990 1993 is a guilty pleasure film for me I know it's not a good one but it, it's definitely something memorable Um, that sequel though is fucking atrocious I, I, I can't defend that movie whatsoever but dude James Gunn Suicide Squad I'm re- really looking forward to I'm looking forward to In the Heights Dune bro. Viral, the book of Saw. I can't wait for. It. Dude, there's so many great films coming out this year, or that I at least hope come out this year.
0: I <laughs> know, <laughs> man. I mean, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, you know. And yes, they didn't did. a uh, new trailer for the Saw so movie. I, I saw the like the, I saw the GIF with that shark. um not nah, that character, shark something and i thought i first second i thought that's like fake yeah you know, some people like to post fake stuff on twitter yeah. uh, and i like is this real <sighs> i don't know i need i need to check out the trailer maybe <laughs> maybe after this recording i need to check out the creator so but yeah now
1: what the office dude TV the show? office is one of my all-time favorite tv shows i've rewatched re wow. the series more than 20 times in total in my lifespan right now um the, the film is not the film. The TV show is the type of comedy I inspire to write. If I ever get into comedy writing one day or if I ever decide to write a comedy, I want that comedy. It's such a down to earth, realistic comedy in an unrealistic environment that I find super impactful. And it give the show gave us one of the most recognizable TV characters in history with Michael Scott. Like he is easily one of the most requotable people in the entire face of this world. Um Steve Carell played him perfectly. I think everyone played the ro- the role to perfection, dude. I'll agree those last two seasons were were really not it, especially after Michael left. But dude, those f- those first seven seasons before the last two, man Some seasons were better than others, but they were consistently funny. I loved every single episode with Michael.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah. I I will admit I have not seen you got to,
1: man. Shows from
0: the office, and I heard good things about so one of these things may all check it out. Yeah, I I heard good things about (laughs) it. Maybe I'll sign up with Peacock, no, oh, don't get me started with the name. It's definitely <laughs> that screen. They definitely what kind of name knew is what they really? were doing Seriously.
1: when they came up with Peacock? the name. Really? I definitely I don't think they just did it randomly. They definitely know we all have the mind of Peacock. Like, yeah, it's funny, guys. We know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned that last night when I had a podcast last night. I was like, what <laughs> and I was like, maybe I should rename my podcast to Booster. <laughs> I mean, no, I won't. But but I mean, come on now. But now,
1: man, that's a hard one because there's a lot of shows that I really don't watch if I I dislike them. But there's one show where I've never liked, but I kept trying to give it a shot, and that's CW's Batwoman, dude. I absolutely fucking hate that show. They do. I I feel like behind the scenes, that show is just making is just fucking itself over the entire first season was bad. I'm just going to say bad, but then all the problems really started occurring once COVID hit once COVID hit, it caused the entire season to be uphanded by like three episodes. They cut three episodes. The season ended on a really weird spot. It didn't make too much sense. And then a few weeks later, Ruby Rose the title character or actress leaves the show then instead of recasting her they decide to do a season yeah. two two season 1 2.0 i guess you can say by reintroducing a completely new or introducing a completely new character and Ryan Wilder someone who's who we've never met coming into the first into the second season And then a few episodes later, they recast Kate Kane for the show and bring in a new actress. Especially after, sorry. No, it it just aggravates me more, especially after um, Ruby Rose has said that she would come back. To play kane if it was like a one episode arc or to like finish up her story she would come back but now they said fuck that and just like recast her anyway which just pretty much defeats the entire purpose of introducing a whole new batwoman in like the first eight or nine episodes i'm pretty sure and now she's just gonna get overshadowed because that's what i give the the show credit for is they casted an african-american woman uh that's bisexual. So I gave him so much credit for that. And now they're just going to overshadow her by recasting the titular role from f- the first season. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think, or feel Honestly, that they should just feel get rid of it altogether the, and just let series? Warner
1: brothers ruin it with a movie. <laughs> 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 let, let let them have it and then ruin it. <laughs> Right, <laughs> bro, bro, Warner Brothers, be like, you know hey, WWE let's just bring you know uh, jo- Joss Whedon we to make this out. film. Look at Bat, look at Batgirl.
0: Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I mean, WB needs serious help, but I mean, seriously, they need serious help. Oh, I mean, I, I I'll give WB credit or think WB they're gonna release uh, movies on the HBO Max because there's some people who don't <laughs> have their theaters open yet, like me. Depressing, and so you know I get to see some of the movies, you know Godzilla Con, which I'm looking forward, which I'm going to I'll check it out next week. That's coming out next week, and so on, so on. As <laughs> uh, not, and I, I already saw a Tom and Cherry movie by the way, <laughs> 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 and by the way, Cherry's still an asshole. <laughs> and and I, and I I thought I, I thought that was a great movie actually I thought that was a good movie I should sure it's a good like, but good movie uh bringing childhood movies or, or childhood dreams or yeah speaking English childhood uh, memories and you know but yeah you know now if if you want to pick a TV show that needs to be reboot <sighs> which one will be?
1: I know there's a show that I want rebooted I I just can't figure it out in like my head there's a show that i know that should be rebooted and you know what i'm gonna say daredevil needs to be rebooted um that show that show needs to come back i absolutely love the i absolutely love the yeah. show and i i know a lot of people say a lot of negative things and say that season two is the weakest yeah. one of the show but i defend it and say the second season is the best season of the show but That's besides the point. And if the rumors are true that he's in far from or uh, no way home, then man, dude, the potential of having him back in this universe and not only potentially having his own show, but his own film just super excites me because I feel like Charlie Cox did such a unique and different thing with that role that I want to see come back.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I thought Daredevil both season one and two was tremendous. I thought I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I thought it was great, better than the Ben Affleck Daredevil, Daredevil movie. <laughs> Sorry, Ben Affleck. Not, not your fault, really. It's basically... <laughs> you, you get the point. And, you know, and I enjoy it. And the guy, Ben Affleck, I mean, not Ben Affleck, Charlie Cox, he was tremendous with that role of Daredevil, and I hope they bring it back, the series. Don't make it PG-13. Yeah. Don't make it PG 13. I mean, because you know how Disney is. Uh, and I hope they don't put it on Hulu Plus. Because one, I don't have Hulu Plus. Two, I'm not making, getting another streaming service. And just put, make it in like a dope uh, content <laughs> section. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah, that's the thing. But, and, you know. <laughs> and bring oh, uh, the guy thing. Yeah. Yo, I love Fisk. him. I thought he was great. What do you think? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, bring bring I him back. Definitely I definitely don't think that he. Is. Next I is don't think move. he's what gonna be think? in it.
1: You know, he needs to be. Oh, Danafio a fucking A class actor. MC I love him, bro. With-
0: Yeah, 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 same here, same here. Let me ask you this: Have you met any actors or actresses, or when you go? So I actually
1: haven't been to any comic cons, but living in New York City for a long time, I ran into my fair share of famous people. Um, I was working at a gym one time on the Upper West Side. Uh, I was a rock climbing instructor, and you know. flash show the dude just like randomly pulls up to the to uh the rock climbing gym while he was waiting for his friend and just started staring at it and like at the time i'm like bro is that like fucking harrison rolls or some shit that's pretty fucking insane like i geeked out a little bit i asked him for a photo and shit like that but um (laughs) one time i went to a broadway show for the that spider-man show uh, in, in the Dark or whatever it was called. I met Sarah Jessica Parker one time, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. And I know I was on, like, an airplane with somebody oh. one time, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: okay, I got you. Yeah, I I, met, I did with a few Comic-Cons. Here where I live, locally we don't hardly get in yeah. here because I live here. That's <laughs> our out of nowhere, thirty years behind. I'm kidding about the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I live in the desert. New Mexico ain't no aliens don't exist in Wallswell well or whatever. Those area fifty-two, you hear about those rumors? I don't think it's real, but whatever. That's I'm jumping off a different subject, but my fault. But anyways, um, I met. Let's see who I met. I met. We, th- we did talk about power rangers i met one of the from the original power ranger oh she played Rita as, Repulsa? Uh, that character that main villain that girl She, she play as the voice of it yeah well we, yeah she played the, in voice the movie of her that the, the girl that who played oh i don't know who her? it is in the show Was it? but i know her, who you're
1: like i know who you're talking about like but i don't the, know the, the uh chick's name
0: oh okay Yeah, I can't remember her name, but she played the voice of Rita. And then another yeah, the one played the voice of the other villain, um Goldar, I think that's his name. His name is Morgan. I think yeah, he, I think that guy's name Morgan. I can't remember his name, but I got to meet him. I met some casting oh, uh, dead. Oh, uh, uh, wanted Father to Gagel. play as the priest. Um yeah, there you go. Him yeah, and <laughs> we we talked a little bit. Actually, he actually asked me a question about football. Actually, <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I got a picture, autograph, whatever, and some other cast, some other cast from The Walking Dead. Um, and I know there's some maybe I forgot, but that's pretty much it, really. So I thought it was cool. I thought Comic Con was a cool experience. Um, we supposed to have it last year. Mm that due to this well they
1: i don't know if you saw this but like an hour ago dude they (laughs) announced that this thanksgiving that they're pushing comic-con in san diego to this thanksgiving this year yeah and they're having it in person like they're skipping the uh, comic-con at home the summer thing like they said before and they're just doing comic-con in person on the weekend of thanksgiving this year which is insane to me But there's definitely not going to be like a whole I edge I panel do some... or some shit. They're definitely keeping it tight. Tight edge there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're going to have some restriction, man. Restrictions and maybe get a <laughs> Batman mask and someone wear it. <laughs> or something like that. But yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> but anyways it's great talking to you about movies and tv shows and all the time wb <laughs> a little bit a little bit little awesome bit. no yeah thank you so much bro. i had a great you're time talking about all and stuff
1: and dude i've been waiting to just bash on wonder woman 84 for a while now i dude it, it, it's just been a time coming but no thank you so much for having me on man i definitely <laughs> do appreciate it
0: Yeah, no problem, thanks for having the time man. you know, and my voice Survived, because I had a podcast last night And about, I had like a four Hour show, <laughs> by the way, four hours <laughs> Yeah, I was Talking about wrestling, so that's what we were talking about <laughs> And my voice was Started, no, I know exactly that, so I how that feels Man, my, I know exactly I how, how that was, feels Don't worry, <laughs>
1: dude, fucking three Four hour podcast of just talking Straight, you sit down, you're just like Holy shit, can I just get like a throat Massage? <laughs> Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know i was I was getting my hand trying to wrap, getting <laughs> tizzle, and I'm like, I'm gonna strangle myself man, <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I mean you know, and I'll let you know uh whatever we talk next, we could talk about more movies, maybe Bachelor, some certain movies that maybe other bad movies we've seen or good movies whatever and i'll let you know oh yeah um, you guys can check me out on twitter at just ryan again um
1: you guys can check out my youtube channel called the geek fix i post like my short films and stuff like that pretty much like a creative channel but i do post a weekly podcast on there called the backroom podcast where i'm the consecutive host but i always have a few friends we talk each and every week about a new film And I'll either usually keep it relevant to a a new movie coming out or we'll talk about a new movie. And yeah, the whole idea is getting a new friend on each week and talking about it. And Phil, I'll definitely ask you to come on soon, man.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Just let me know, man.
1: Hell yeah, man. You know, I'm always down for that.
0: Maybe we'll pass some more Wonder Woman before. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, Follow me on Twitter, pdh 10 My Twitter handle again, P2H10. Let's Talk Podcast has a Facebook page. Um, Give a like, give a follow. I post new episodes like this one, announce new guests, all that good stuff. Let's Talk Podcast is available from nine different platforms, which you can listen to all the episodes, including this episode from nine different platforms, such as Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, Podcasts. Google Podcast and Radio Public. The next Let's Talk podcast is next week. Start which we have a few podcasts next week starting next Thursday night on Let's Talk podcast. Which uh, great once name? Joe will make his return to this podcast. Which we'll talk about the Chicago Bears. We'll also, we're we'll going to just talk about free agency for the Bears draft and whatever. Also, next Friday night on Let's Talk podcast, uh, Kyle Cooper will join, which we'll talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Also, next Saturday night on Let's Talk Podcast, Mike will make his return to this podcast, which we'll talk about the New York Chets, New York Chets and professional wrestling. Nah, so dude, I've never Saturday watched tonight. wrestling in, day in my this. life. Are you a wrestling fan? Oh, okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just checking, maybe give me ideas maybe the next time I ask Oh, ask you yeah. No, yeah, my I'm dad, I'm I'm a dad. big so movies a person
1: idea. and stuff like that. <laughs> In my head. Sports and so, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I got like general knowledge, but like I can't have a full conversation because it all just movies. sounds okay. stupid. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well
0: do what I do. <laughs> Pretend that you know something make... that's how I do it. <laughs> it works all the time. <laughs> It works all the time. I, I thought this one dude the same thing. I like just do what I do. Uh just pretend you know something. <laughs> it works all the time, man. And it makes you look smart? It makes me look smart. <laughs> <laughs> so it just makes me feel a little better. So <laughs> that's why I do. But yeah. But so anyways, so everyone, please wear a mask. Um stay safe. You know, almost just remember politicians politicians suck. WB. <laughs> is <laughs> I I'll, I'll leave them alone for once. <laughs> but anyway, so so everyone have a good night.